no one told me that in and out whether or not it's good or bad would make your tum tum hurt listen i don't want to talk about your sex life anymore john (laughs) particularly not at the start of an episode if it burns you should seek treatment or Or treat or meat seekment (laughs) meat seekment Uh, i had my first in and out burger in over like uh at least 10 years Oh, I'm come sorry, on. Yeah. I know you've had meat in your mouth much more recently than that. I've not been from, there. I went in and out. I went in and out. I <laughs> fairly vigorously. I would do it again. Did you I get an animal style? Did you get an animal style? No, I just got a double double uh, with onions, uh, fries, uh, and a uh, proper shake. Uh, Wrong. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Mute him. His opinions invalid the rest of the night. Okay. Wait, who's this? I gotta make sure. How, I... do, how do you in and out? Yeah, how do you in and out, Courtney? <laughs> I already told you, John. <laughs> well, okay. Wow. It's double double animal style. Add raw onion, extra lettuce, extra tomato. If you're gonna do fries, they have to be animal style with a packet of extra spread. And then if you're getting a drink, it's a pink lemonade Arnold Palmer. And if you're doing a shake, then you're gonna do a black and white. What do you order when you go to Starbucks? I just ordered the spread. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. How about uh, you do some That sounds like a Starbucks so, order right there. So what is Shane's what is Shane's Starbucks order? And then let's hear Courtney's. No one asked for my in and out. Yeah, I want to hear I'm that used first. To this, yeah, we want to know how you go in and out, Shane. Yeah, uh, usually throwing your back out, right? As I said, I just <laughs> asked for the spread. So that's that's the only thing I need. He heard like all of his trigger words in like one <laughs> I am so primed right now. Uh I actually do the the uh, really ridiculous version now. I do protein style, so I just do them them lettuce wraps. Okay. Still yes, good. I just want I just want all the meat and the lettuce to hold it. They have the meats. That's their slogan, Shane. No. Oh, no that's, I that's, have the meats when they're done with me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why it's on my mind because I sat down and I'm like, man, I this is what happens when you only eat fast food. Like you're just the tum tums just uh just don't feel nice. Do you need a die die for the tum tum? I think the in and out's gonna make me die die. Oh no. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. <laughs> uh uh, I, I, we're not going to get into Starbucks because I'll be here all day. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, yeah. that, that was just the first thing that came to mind when it took more than a couple of sentences <laughs> to describe what she wanted. I'm like... I will tell you, Ugh. though, Michael, it involves a lot of pumps. One pump, one cream. Can you so. handle it, big boy? That's all you need. One pump, and one cream. Speaking of pumps and cream, welcome to the Disinformed <laughs> Podcast and Heil. Come slingers. I'm Shane. I'm John. <laughs> I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And I like we're... how meta the show got because it went from like a show about esoteric things to now there's esoteric sign-ins. Uh, where it's like, when did come slingers start? When did it? And that's the season three arc, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> what a sticky season we have ahead. Oh, well, I've been sticking it everywhere. You will note from my beverage here that I went to our former sponsor today. Taco Bell. Um, I, I, I rang the bell, and now I'm going to hell, because there was some form of, like, I. they finally talked me out of their food. I've what? been begging them to do it for years and years now, and so? uh, and we finally got the Kill Bill moment where I was like, are you trying to convince me? I think you're just 
fucking convinced me. Uh, <laughs> I got a chicken quesadilla and there was a piece of cartilage in there that was big enough that I thought that I had actually just bitten into a live chicken. And so <laughs> you, they gave you the Arnie Hammer special. Apparently. Ooh, so, yeah, I think no more. No it more. Was so it was so dead. He was trying to fuck it. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> I still like that joke, and I'm going to still say it. Well, uh, thinking of things that are dead that we're trying to fuck, this show is typically founded on the notion that we will delve into a random esoteric topic, <laughs> and in the course of beating it into the ground, or beating it senseless, if you would like, uh, we will occasionally lie about it, because that is our shtick and the only thing that makes this interesting, apparently. But uh, it is incumbent upon the rest of us listening to try to snatch them lies just straight out of the air. Give me that. Pull them down and put them in a pocket. <laughs> I don't and even know feel what's like going gravy on spread over a big old pile of flapjacks. <laughs> or just spread over lettuce. And uh, so this week. Courtney is going to regale us with something that I am sure is going to knock my non-existent socks off. <laughs> Let me go put You're on some socks? socks. I'm not wearing socks. I just have slippers on. Got your flippy floppies? I ain't even got pants. Ooh. I just Ooh, realized that I don't know how many lies there are. <laughs> is that well, a lie? No. Bullshit. Hold on. Well, I have my Arnold hey, Palmer uh, that I can toast that with, Michael, even though uh, there's no lemonade in it. So. You know, uh, you know, royalty-free elevator music is really easy to find, <laughs> right? And it would yes. be a shame if royalty-free elevator music was playing right now. It'd be even more of a shame if okay. someone didn't just... Oh, well, never mind. Four. <laughs> Allegedly. Bullshit. I like... <laughs> the start of this show <laughs> you know Feel i know saucy. you brought me on because i was a professional <laughs> and i just have to say i really feel like i'm living up to my full potential right now i feel like you just got michaeled uh, we all we've all been <laughs> whoa, there before. whoa 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 that that was too much she is no no she's way better than that i'm i mean you're easily the best stitcher amongst the four of us so i mean there's there's little else we can expect there is proof of that in existence true that and you're a far better christian than any of us also true not anymore but you know it doesn't matter you still well, you're going closer. to hell kiddo <laughs> that's, if that's the plan if religion were like horseshoes you would be winning right now that's i yes <laughs> you got closest to the mark out of any of us you know what that that's fair I don't think that's arguable at all. Yeah. You know what, though? That is a really great segue because I am going to talk to you about my personal Lord and Savior today, um, Dolly Rebecca Parton. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> DP, I have waited so long to crest <laughs> those beautiful canyons. <laughs> I think you mean mountains, but we'll get there. Oh, no. There. No, I Everest. want to get to the depths. Oh, that's, her that's oh. State Troopers? Yeah. Well, whoa, they're not whoa. called the Appalachians for nothing, bud. <laughs> oh, Working nine to five. <laughs> I like how it started innocent, and then we all ended as like morning DJs. Oh, welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. You know what podcast you're on, friend? So it's not going to be end one, any differently. We are one soundboard away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what's so funny? So I actually I spent a lot of time yesterday finishing this up, making sure everything was good. And then I listened to a couple of interviews with Dolly and she 
has no problem making quips about her breasts, which are so funny. Like people like everyone will make quips at her. Like if you listen to any late night talk show host, it's like, oh, we're going to make fun of the blonde with big boobs. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, here's a better joke. Suck it. (laughs) And I love her for that. It's just it's great. She and I are basically the same person. Blonde. <laughs> in, in what way? Confirm the the blonde All with the them. big tits who's self-effacing about it. It's, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, I like my titties. Oh, I can't wait to see the rhinestone outfit that you wear next Friday. Then I'm even more you, excited now. You haven't seen my underwear, and it shows. <laughs> uh, it is known. So tune in for After Dark to see what he's wearing. I'm not John. I'm not going to stand up and expose myself to the masses. Oh, God. Not oh, again. see my feet? Ugh, not he's again. scratching them right now. No, thank you, Smeagol. You keep that shit to yourself. He's just holding his foot like this. One hand all between the toes. Yep. Oh, you mean? Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, put that on. I will put this on TikTok. Oh. Watch yourself, boy. <laughs> One toe to rule them all. Okay. <laughs> if no one else will hold my hand, I have to get creative. <laughs> Anyways. Pardon me. Yeah, pardon me, right? Um, so basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna start you right off with like the most recent news that I enjoyed about Dolly, um, which some of you might have seen um, because she did re- recently, about a year ago, recently donate a million dollars to research for the Moderna vaccine. And then once she did that, she actually posted a video on Twitter um, entitled Dolly getting a taste of her own medicine, um, in which she actually got the vaccine in like a live video, which was fantastic. It was the weirdest penetration the Internet's ever seen. Uh, that's you know, it was so. If you watched it with no visual context, you might think that's what was happening because it was like, "Oh, you're so clumsy. I hope you don't, you know, stick me wrong or whatever." Like it was, it was like a lot going on. Now I just want Go to hear on. the audio. You haven't, <laughs> you haven't vaxxed me hard enough to treat me this way. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not surprised though that she's fighting viral strains because she has been an open advocate for trying to stamp out the chest cold for years. Exactly. God damn. Exactly. <laughs> um, one of my favorite quotes of hers in that video was she goes, I'm old enough to get it and I'm smart enough to get it. And I'm like, damn, Dolly, get, get it, it, girl. I thought you were going to call Literally. her dog. <laughs> damn, dog. <laughs> damn, dog. <laughs> no, Randy Jackson's a different episode. Uh, oh. <laughs> a, little, a little pitchy for me, my friend. Didn't like it. And then, of course, in the video, she had to take her famous song, Jolene, and change the lyrics a little bit. Um, so she sings, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Because once you're dead, then it'll be too late. Is that song bullshit? No. The lyric? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know no. Jolene ain't bullshit. <laughs> no, I mean, vac- changing it to vaccine, that's... uh. I think that might be worse than Sound of Silence. It is clavier. <laughs> you just aren't no, ready for it yet. No, it's great. It's perfect. Uh, let's also not gloss over the fact that that is Sam's favorite song for some reason for the woman who acclaims she's really? like an avowed hater of country music. And she's been begging us to cover that song for at least four years now. I think I'm as surprised authentically. Uh, as Authentic. I think you would be if I was like, hey, we should play Wagon Wheel. Like, <laughs> but you should just, play Wagon Wheel. That would be hysterical. Uh, trick question. I wish I could remove that song from the face of the fucking earth. Whoa. <laughs> song is trash. Hot garbage. I've never heard it to completion. 
Good. <laughs> I have I, never I, even heard what? of it. It goes nowhere. It stays the same. You've definitely heard it, Michael. Have I? Okay. You definitely. Yeah, rock me, Michael, it. like a wagon wheel, you yeah. fuck. Your, your taste is bad enough. It's a, it's found you somehow. Okay, that's fair. Well, <laughs> I feel it. That actually, that was delayed. I, I heard you say it. I was like, wait, what did he say? Oh, God damn. That was, that hurt. That was a noof. You okay there, Michael? Looks like a wind yeah, got knocked out I, of you. No, I said that makes sense. Did Did you lose me? Hello? What? Huh? 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 What? You there, God? What? Anyway, Dolly, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, you like, really many... threw me. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> uh... Where are John you? is is rocked like a wagon wheel. <laughs> no, I just got really triggered by Shane, and I I I, I couldn't let it go. I'm sorry. Over that. All right. Anyways, so like many uncultured kids of my generation, I came to know Dolly Parton as Miley Stort's godmother on the Disney Channel classic Hannah Montana. Um, It wouldn't be until many years later that I was actually driving and listening to some interview on NPR and they were talking about a new podcast that was going to be about um, Dolly's life. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And they were playing like little bits of her old music. And at that time, I was like, why have I never heard this before? Like, this is fantastic. Um, and so yesterday I ended up listening to, re-listening to about three hours of Dolly Parton's America. Um, really great podcast. It's only nine episodes. Uh, definitely recommend it. Um, and I did use it as part of my research, so I'll link it in the show notes. Um, so a little background on Dolly. So she was born in Locust Ridge, Tennessee. Um, she's the fourth of 12 children. Oh. Um, and her, her family was so dirt poor that when she was born, her dad paid the doctor, uh, with a bag of cornmeal. Like, so poor. <laughs> um, it was. Oh, she's so poor she couldn't afford to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, she loved the cornmeal so much she got one bag for, you know, each side. And ever since, it's just Even, been. Call me cornbread. <laughs> I was going to say, you could say that she's been paying with cornmeal for quite some time. In that <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm lactose intolerant. Um, I'm going to milk that joke all night. I'm sorry. Oh, God. No. How do you feel about silicone, though? Well, We'll find out. I'll feel it, but. Jeez. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I like. I have to apologize. I moved like a hundred chairs on my own today, uh, and so I might be a bit delirious. That's oh, good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was mentioned in a few different articles um, that their large fil- family lived in a one-room cabin um, for at least five or six years. Um, so twelve kids, two parents, one room. Not enough space, but they did find music as a way to entertain themselves, uh, which is where Dolly really credits where she got started. Um, Her mom would sing a lot to the kids. Um, And then, of course, uh, she was raised in a Baptist church. So that really helped kind of get her music going as well. Um, She started singing in church around the age of six or seven. Bullshit. She was Jewish. No. Taking a stab. But you you are close, so I will give it to you because it was not a Baptist church. Uh, it was a church of God. Okay. So very different. Uh, good catch. I actually put that lie in there for you, so well done. Well, bless <laughs> you and everyone else who's also Baptist. Uh, <laughs> nobody else Baptist gets credit, apparently. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, by the age of 13, she had recorded her first single called Puppy Love and appeared at the Grand Old Opry. Um, the same year, um, she would go on to meet uh, Roy Obenson of Pretty Woman fame. Uh, he encouraged her. That's that's Roy, Roy Orbison, but we'll, we'll. What did I say? Or- Ormanson, I, I think left, he became I think I left Swedish. the R out. <laughs> I there can't come spell. I am uh, Roy Ormanson. <laughs> Pretty woman. Exactly. Won't you fart um, on me, pretty woman? <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Never uh, trusted you. <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely have his name spelled wrong in here. Okay, um. all right. I like him better, though, if he's Roy Ormondson. That's his, his well, that's, Swiss uh, that's, cousin. That's canon. Yep, perfect. Um, but when she had met him, he had basically encouraged her to follow her, her own instincts um, regarding her career. And that was really like a common thread. Like she would do a project and then be like, this ain't it. And she would move on. Um, the day after graduation um, in 1964, at 19, Dolly moved to Nashville, where she would be known for her songwriting abilities and not her voice. Um, once she did finally oh. sign with Monument Records um, for her voice, it wasn't even for the genre that we know her for. Um, they told her that her voice was too high pitched and because of her vibrato, she should be singing like pop, uh, pop, uh, pop music <laughs> or um they also had suggested that she sing like rock music which i she said that in an interview but i couldn't I thought, find i thought she started in country no oh huh interesting fun I mean, fact or she oh she's what she's what fucked up the whole uh pop country deal <laughs> right that's not till way wow. later in her career okay. actually i was like what a sweep <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> no, there's, there's that show I mentioned it a few, maybe a month or so ago, called "This Is Pop," mm. and I think the third episode is how pop took over country, and they talk about Dolly Parton for just a spell uh, with her involvement. So, okay, well, I was gonna say, to my recollection, other than Jolene, like the most famous song that she is associated with, which she's technically not associated with, is of course the theme to the Bodyguard. <laughs> That she will, in fact, always love you, as performed by Whitney Houston for that. And Houston no is famed and credited, but Dolly Parton wrote that puppy. So and we're going to talk sorry about if it. I, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, sorry yeah. if I stole your thunder there. <laughs> no, but like, so the, the soul or pop sensibilities there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when they originally signed her, it was to do more of like a bubblegum pop sound, not country yet. That's interesting. It's really weird. Um, there was a couple articles that cited that. One of the interviews I listened to, she said that they wanted her to sing rock music, but that didn't yeah. really, like... I mean, it kind of jives with what you would expect for, you know, some of the... Like, I would think of Heart and some sure. of the similar sounding that. bands that might have a, a, you know, a vein she could have plugged in there, but... But yeah, so basically did not start in country music, um, but she did pitch the idea of, hey, this is my roots. I'm from Tennessee. This is the music that I like to write. Um, can I sing, you know, country music? And they were like, no. <laughs> and so Dolly would go on to write and sing Harmony Uncredited on the song Put It Off Until Tomorrow, uh, which was recorded by Bill Phillips. Um, when the song hit number six on the country charts, her label finally caved and allowed Dolly to start working on country music. Mm -hmm. um, Dolly would go on to debut on the country charts with a song that she wrote called Dumb Blonde, which if you have not heard that song, it's actually one of my favorite Dolly songs. 
Um, contrary to its title, it's a song about uh, female empowerment in the sense of like, she looks like a dumb blonde, but don't mess with her. Like, she's not going to fall for your crap, which is, again, like big dolly energy. Uh, she was underestimated a lot based on her looks. Um, and so to come out kind of with that song as your debut was kind of just a fun jab at herself, but also at the industry as a whole. Um, and speaking of her looks, um, in a 2020 Wired autocomplete interview, which I don't know if you guys have watched those. I love those interviews. But basically, mm -hmm. celebrities, um, they're given like a little poster board and it will have Google and then it'll say like, who oh, is, okay. and then it'll be like, who is yeah. Dolly Parton? What does Dolly Parton do? Um, one of them was, what does Dolly Parton look like? And so in this interview, Dolly says she based her looks off of the town tramp from when she was growing up. Uh, a woman in her town who had big hair, wore a lot of makeup and high heel shoes. Um, people would say to Dolly when she was young that this woman was nothing but trash. Um, so even as a young girl, Dolly said she decided that if that's what trash was, I want to be trash. There you go. Damn. Awesome. I love it. Fuck <laughs> oh, yeah. That's empowerment. She's just like, we're just doing it. Yeah. Michael, your look makes so much more sense to me now. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I I wake up trash. I go to bed trash. I might as well just complete the look. Complete. You the cycle. are my favorite uh, trash. No. Yeah, you're my favorite trash. <laughs> Thank you. You I are my favorite that. possum person. You are yeah. in fact That's the possum what I was king. Aiming for I just couldn't couldn't yes. get there. Yes, it's I, not I'm too there. hard for me to look like I'm playing dead. I just have to sit still. So. Quick, hold your breath. No, you should see him at work. Perfect. He he looks dead. <laughs> oh, that's because I am when I work. There. Uh we've seen the picture. It's in it's in our group chat. <laughs> and uh, we got don't forget the infamous one as well. He looks like he's dead no matter where he is. <laughs> Playing cards on a patio table with a beer in his hand. Should be happy as can be. <laughs> nope. Looks like looks like you're literally like, you're like I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drive off the freeway on the way home. <laughs> or you know, watching a National Geographic uh documentary and uh slack jawed and nearly on the verge of just passing out in a bar somewhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that was and for it was a his birthday. <laughs> oh no! Oh, uh, that reminds me so much. We were we're rewatching Adventure Time from the beginning because it's just Ooh, a fun show to have on in the choice, background. Yeah. And I'm going to send you a clip later of it's um, Finn listening to Jake play music, and he's just sitting there with his mouth open and his eyes glazed over. And I was like, "That's got big Michael energy." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like. This is just what I look like when I'm listening to music. <laughs> I bet it, I bet I do the same thing. <laughs> just I take I I just turn off everything so I can focus completely on the music. As if that's how I'd answer if anyone asked me. Well, I'd like to say I'm familiar with the show, but I have just barely caught up to watching tumbleweeds rumbling in the breeze. So, <laughs> I, you've, well, at least you've moved on from bashing rocks together. Yes, uh, and uh, you know the occasional ripple in a stream as I sit. Ooh, that's eyeing my own reflection. Yes. Oh, I, I I don't watch that. That's too gory for me. I'm like a, a cat standing in front of a mirror. I just keep batting at myself in the water and recoiling from the sensation. Oh, <laughs> uh, how do you feel about islands in the stream, though? Well, I mean, I'll get there. He's got to move his way up. That's like season four. He's still on season one. Oh, I'm at, sorry. Yep. <laughs> Can't at this always point, be gold. 
I could spend the next three hours telling you guys about the groundbreaking and iconic music career of Dolly Parton. And you, uh, and you aren't. The balls. <laughs> and I'm not going to, um, even though even though she is credited for writing over 3,000 songs. No balls. Oh, shit. No, and really? Probably my favorite fun fact that I found was that she wrote I Will Always Love You and Jolene in the same day. Two of her Fuck. best songs, same day. Like, that's Does crazy. She have the receipts? She, uh, there was a tape her and her husband had found oh, an old tape right while off. they were cleaning out their house. <laughs> don't ruin, Bam. don't ruin my sarcasm. <laughs> dick. <laughs> Take that, John. So actually, John, you are a failure. Anyways. <laughs> wow. Welcome they, to the they, club. Did they carbon date these recordings? <laughs> yes. Yes. Thanks, Shane. I mean, they would have by the pixels. Did they shop it? You can. You She's. Can... 73 now so yeah it would have to be carbon dated oh god <laughs> count the rings on her boobs gotta take a core sample oh. they're called wrinkles and i adore every single hair follicle friend anyway, back to... <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, anyways, 3,000 plus songs. Um, she paved the way for country artists. And kind of like what John mentioned, too, that cross of pop uh, country. I keep wanting to say pop punk. I don't know I, I would love to hear a pop punk Dolly record. <laughs> I mean, if Johnny uh, Cash did Hurt before he, he won, then I think Dolly owes us at least a pop punk album. I, You know what? I will call her personally when we wrap this up and we'll figure that out. Dolly Parton brings us Ocean's Avenue. <laughs> Uh, that would fuck. <laughs> oh, it slaps. It's so good. Also read that she plays like 20 different instruments, and I was just like... Of course she does. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, Why do life. some people get all the talent? I don't How understand. How does she find the time? <laughs> do you like do this for a living? or? Yeah, I... Well, that's the crazy thing. So between doing all this, and the thing that I'm going to focus more on, is she's done a ton of philanthropy. Like, just the amount of things that she has done from different communities is really cool. And so that's not what, what you I'm think it highlight. is, John. I know exactly what it is. Thank you. It's not what your wife accuses you of. <laughs> Boo. That's philandering. <laughs> it's different entirely. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, so everyone except for Michael is probably familiar uh, with the song I Will Always Love You, as Shane mentioned previously. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Just can't I'm, help I'm not going to spend too much time actually on the song, although while going back and listening through interviews, um, I did hear about the producer who worked with Whitney to record the song. And originally when they recorded it for The Bodyguard, they weren't going to include the third verse. Um, which is um, Dolly's favorite part of the song. So when the producer called Dolly and was like, listen to this, she was like, where's the third verse? Like, that's the best part. And so they had uh, Whitney record. They actually did the recording live. So what she was doing on stage is what ended up in the movie. And they took her the lyrics and they're like, here you go. And then Whitney's mom was actually there when they were filming. And she goes up to the producer and she's like, you're witnessing magic right now. And it was just amazing. Um, I'm Michael, I'm sorry in advance, because this joke is not going to make it into the episode. <laughs> oh, they, no. And <laughs> they handed uh, Whitney the lyric sheet, and she's like, woohoo! <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's a pretty bad joke. Uh, that's why I like it 
so so much. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. <sighs> I had someone make a make a make a sound joke about or doing the same kind of riff that you were doing, and then he looked at me after I laughed, and he goes, "Yeah, I guess we shouldn't really be joking about this at a bar, huh?" Or like me because he's a stranger, and I was like, "I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a really aggressive way to to meet you, but." It was a funny joke. <laughs> like, what are you, Amber Heard's divorce lawyer? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> All right, we back. <laughs> uh, don't call it a comeback. Oh, no. Um, he has a name. <laughs> Never mind. Now we're in. If you keep treating her this way, she's going to quit. Get a leave, okay? I'm glad. <laughs> We all abuse each other. It's the only way we make it through these things. It's, it's very accurate. Um, so, as Shane pointed out, Dolly wrote the song. She actually originally recorded the song. Um, if you haven't heard that version, um, I actually prefer it. It's really beautiful. Um, and when she had originally wrote the song, she was actually approached by Elvis. And he was like, hey, I would like to also record the song. And if I do, I want like half credit for writing it. And she was like, no, like, I'm not doing that. Like, you're not, you can't have my song, Um, which is really fortunate because we may have never had the Whitney Houston version had she given rights to Elvis to record the song. Do you feel the same way about that that I do about the uh, Rod Stewart version of Downtown Train? Have we had this discussion before? No, I don't think I don't so. Think we have. So the song was originally written by Tom Waits, and Tom Waits, admittedly, does not have the world's greatest singing voice. Can you do a quick impression? Well, I'm going to find you, Mr. Pocket. Oh, yep. Mr. Pocket, I'm going to find you. That so, is a Waits impression. Uh, Tom Waits wrote that song, recorded it, and it is one of the most harrowingly beautiful songs about a man who lusts after someone who is completely unattainable uh the exact line which actually kills me is says i'm nothing that will capture your heart which is really staggering and like you listen to that and it gives me shivers every time i think about it and then rod stewart performed the song and it turned into if you want my body on a train and he's just gyrating around and he's singing and it just ruins all of the emotional content of the song. And he's like trying to seduce the woman on the train as opposed to being the disgusting, you know, chimp in the back who's just going like, man, she's pretty. I'll never talk to her. I won't. I'm going to find Mr. Pocket instead. So uh, is is that sort of similar to this the sentiment that you find with the Dolly version versus the Whitney Hughes? Because the Whitney's is very over the top and, you know, necessarily so given the context. But uh, well, first, I would like to say that I would not could not on a train. Um, but uh, <laughs> I. I think that Whitney's version has a place. Uh, one of the cool things about um, The Bodyguard is they kind of knew what music they were going to have throughout and what she was going to sing. And it wasn't until the movie was in production that they started looking for that finale song. So that yeah. all came together very organically. Um, kind of a really neat story. Um, I will say, though, the only issue I have with the Whitney um, version is how many people have tried to cover the Whitney version and how often people try to perform that song in the same way. 
where I think is you would get a lot more traction if people sang it uh, more in the style as how Dolly originally wrote it, um, which is much slower and kind of more sentimental, more guitar. Um, so I, I like both versions, but I would say okay. like Dolly's, it's just got that like oomph to it for me. Okay. Yeah, one's a showpiece, one's a love letter. Exactly. And that was one of the things that was so interesting about this all the songs that Dolly has written because she's kind of gone through periods of writing. And she would write some of the most tragic songs that you've ever heard. Um, some of them were like – one of them was her aunt was put into a mental hospital by her abusive husband. And so she wrote a song from the perspective of the aunt – uh, she wrote a song about a girl who was 17 who got pregnant and killed herself by jumping off a bridge. Trigger warning. Um, and just like these really like tragic, gut wrenching songs, but they're like hauntingly beautiful. And you're like, I'm confused, but I'm enjoying this. But like, damn, this hits hard. And she actually was writing songs about abortion five years before Roe v. Wade. Um, so huh. just she's so interesting. It's the Elvis Costello school of songwriting. Uh, well, he's famed. He has a song called Veronica, which is a very up-tempo, boppy little tune. And it is about his mother suffering from Alzheimer's and dementia and forgetting her name in a hospital. And like having conversations with her about people who steal her clothes and things. So when you listen to the song, the way that the song sounds is dramatically different from the lyrical content, which is, you know, something I have I mean, tried to steal. So. There's like a deep well of those songs too. You could even mm -hmm. do uh, "Semi Charmed Life." I, I was gonna uh -huh. say that. I think that's like the most popular. I, I, well, I feel like that's the most popular. No, I meant Michael of anybody. Yeah, is, but is... I didn't want John to be like, "Oh, really? Name five. So I. Uh, <laughs> you can do two. it now. I trust no, you. I, I've, I've forgotten them all. <laughs> well, I'll never let it go, or you, Michael. There's another song that's like that. That specifically, it's about a car accident, and I can't think of what the name of the song is. But it's like a really up tempo song, and you're like, "Oh, this is fun!" And then you listen to it, and you're like, "This is not fun. She's dead." <laughs> it's kind of the uh, compliment that your your buddy gave our band. I don't know if you want us to say his name or not, Courtney. Who's that little redhead? Oh, what, buddy? what did he say? There's a band uh, about about our, our Shane and I's band. He was saying uh, he came up to me. He's like, he's like, yeah, I started paying attention to the lyrics in your guys' songs, and uh, <laughs> I was kind of making sure that you guys were okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, it's a lot of fun when people realize that uh, there's some pretty dicey shit in <laughs> songs, <laughs> way heavier than we had any right to 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 really put down. Yeah, it's a anyway. well of pain covered in confetti. <laughs> Yeah, not to take our own stroking <laughs> no. ourselves off here. But. Well, it's funny that you say that because my sister was looking over your discography and she was like, do you know what that is? That's for like overdoses. Like, And I was like, yeah, I, I understand what the song is about, Kat. These, Thanks. These are the jokes, kid. <laughs> <laughs> She's oh, a I get it now. <laughs> Sorry, shit. Whoa, <laughs> that just... was so great. Hey, Michael, you should use that silence to calibrate the room noise. Good God. <laughs> I love that so much. And I love Dolly Parton. I Oh, my God. And and I will always love you. Sorry, Jonah. And in... <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> um, so when Dolly was a, like gave over the rights to do the song and do all the recording... Um, in the 90s, she made in the ballpark of about 10 million in royalties um, for that song. 
And so she was like, okay, I got all this money and like I have a lot of other projects going on. Like, what do I want to do with this money? Because um, she really wanted to do something that honored, you know, the work that Whitney had done on the song and she really appreciated that. So she actually took the money and went and invested in a strip mall in a majority black neighborhood in Nashville. I was so afraid of where that sentence was going to go <laughs> based on yeah, one looked, of the words. Tense. And... Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I can't tell, is he tense or constipated? Like he drinks enough coffee that it shouldn't be the second option, but oh, you yeah, never no. know. I'm as, I'm as regular as the tide. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Dolly is quoted as saying, I just thought, this was great. I'm going to go down here with her people who are my people. Um, this is the house that Whitney built. And Dave Ewing, who is a Nashville historian, told The Post um, that Parton had bought the Sevier Park neighborhood complex in 1997. Um, it was during a time when most recording artists would shy away from the area, adding that Parton had revamped it, um, putting money into the landscape in the neighborhood. And then with the purchase, um, you know, had made a difference in that area. And he says also, uh, we're just hearing about this now because of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, how down for the cause Dolly has always been, even when others in the music industry weren't, uh, which I thought was really cool. A pioneer for the disenfranchised, starting with her gender and then moving forward, uh, certainly something to be lorelized. Yeah, absolutely. And then he also um, goes on to say, I don't know if I put this in here twice. <laughs> Because I'm a professional. Um, Dolly Parton could have built and bought any piece of property in Nashville, um, but you would have had to gone out of your way to buy in the 12 South neighborhood um, because no realtor would have shown Dolly that piece of land to buy. Interesting. Um, so just just a really cool thing um, that she had done. Um, and this was even before uh, Whitney's tragic passing. She was already trying to honor her, um, which was really cool. And then... Um, I don't know if any of you guys knew this. I definitely didn't. Um, but Dolly Parton is an icon in the LG LGBTQ plus community. Um, in one article I read, uh, Dolly was quoted um, <laughs> as joking about same-sex marriage. Why can't they be as miserable as us heterosexuals in their marriages? Which I'm like, yeah. Did she actually say that? She absolutely did. <laughs> okay. I say it's a, I've heard it a bunch, but I didn't know if she... Yeah, and then she actually followed that joke up um, by saying, um, hey, I think love is love, and we have no control over that. I think people should be allowed to marry um, whoever they want. Um, and then she followed it up as someone who proclaims to be a Christian. I'm not God, you know. I believe in God. I think God is to judge. I don't judge or criticize, and I don't think we're supposed to. Uh, which is a really big statement given her roots, where she's from, mm -hmm. and her religious background. So just another like fun tidbit about Bravo. Dolly. Yeah. Now, I will say there was some stuff that I found that people were like, well, she's a capitalist and all this stuff. And I was like, well, no one's perfect. She grew up poor. Like, she probably does enjoy the money factor. Like, I get it. But she's done a lot of really cool stuff as well. Um, and maybe one of my favorite things that she's done in 1995, Dolly founded the Imagination Library, uh, which was a program that um, sent out books to uh, low income families in the town that she grew up in. Um, she was inspired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the reason that she wanted to deal with books specifically is her father was illiterate. And she had a really great relationship with her dad and wanted to honor him. And this is how she chose to do it. That's fantastic. Um, and this program actually still exists. Um, so she, 
By 2003, the Imagination Library had mailed over 1 million books nationally. And then as of this recording, they have mailed over 100 million books to kids not only in the United States, but also in other countries. Um, so the program has extended to Canada, Mexico, um, the United Kingdom, and Australia, and then most recently, the Republic of Ireland. Um, so basically, the way this program works is each month, Dolly Parton's Imagination Library mails a high-quality, age-appropriate book to all registered children, and it's addressed directly to the kid, which is so cute. And, and this comes at no cost to the family, and they don't care what your income is like it's a very like inclusive like let's get books in the hands of little kids um so i, I see did... your uh, incoming future for your uh, next profession actually <laughs> uh, so i actually i linked it in the show notes as well um so if anybody's interested um i tried to see if it was available um in my zip code it's currently not but there is a branch um like in scottsdale arizona there's a couple in phoenix that you can join um so if anyone's interested definitely check it out the website's really cool it's got a lot of cool information totally down oh yeah and actually if you are interested in sponsoring the program i think you can actually go on there and be a partner with it so something that shane and melissa might be interested in looking say, into I'm, I'm people who know people so i think i can make that happen and then I only have one more little tidbit for you guys, but I really think that this is going to be the hard hitter here. Uh, Michael, are you familiar with Dolly the Sheep? Yes. Do you want to tell us about Dolly the Sheep? Yeah. So Dolly, if I'm remembering this what correctly, Dolly, <laughs> Dolly is a sheep, but not just any sheep. Oh, no. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Dolly was the first fully cloned uh, animal. Oh. Yes. Yeah. That was that was that was. Do you know Do you know uh, how she was cloned? Oh, magnets. Yeah, actually, I like John's answer. I probably did at one point or another, but I'm just gonna say magnets. I, no, I think you misremember because, to my recollection, it was the first documented woolen mallard that was ever found in the wild. <laughs> That's fucking right. But why oh. you right? But why you right? This is my new canon. I love it. I love it so much. So as Michael said, uh, Dolly was the first ever animal to be cloned. Um, she was cloned using a mammary cell. So the scientists were like, LOL, she was made out of a boob cell. We're naming it Dolly after Dolly Parton. Can I, I guess, had no can I idea. guess something real quick? Yeah, guess That's something. That's not bullshit. It's not bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Yeah, for as an in, aficionado myself. Just say, in a world where people shot an elephant in the ass with an LSD dart, <laughs> it is not outside the realm of possibility that there was a boob joke when they were that sounds cloning like the a... One, yeah, it sounds like the one thing those nerds have. They're like, <laughs> listen, we get to do this and we get to name it. Don't care if we're successful in doing whatever we're doing, but the name, that's what's the most important. So, we made it out of boobs, so we're going to call it Dolly. Yeah, do you know that women are just boobs? <laughs> I, I was picturing Michael, actually, when I was researching this. But Michael was just like, mm, instead of Instead of the boobs. alien guys, uh, with, instead of the History Channel aliens or lemurs, it's him just going with his hands up, just like, boobs. <laughs> And did you know that boobs are just bags of sand? <laughs> uh, is there something in the article about one of the scientists uh, touching uh, Dolly and saying, or the sheep, 
and saying, oh. I touched a boob. No. Is that what you would do, Michael? But I imagine that, I, uh, that was unrecorded, but probably did happen. Let's oh, it ha- remind yeah. everybody that Michael is from Clark County, where the <laughs> men are men and the sheep are scared. <laughs> Whether or not you're cloned or... Or, or yeah. especially OG. if they're yeah. cloned. Especially boobs are boobs, whether they're cloned, silicone. I don't or care if it's a. Natural. I don't care if it's a fax copy of a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm fucking that duck. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's why they had to clone it so it could have a nice pair. <laughs> I like when you you come down here with us. <laughs> One of us. We we all float down here. <laughs> Only if it's on my back. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> uh, but Dolly the sheep icon clearly. But the best part, and this is I'm going to tell you right now, this is a hundred percent true. When Dolly Phenomenal the sheep. Falsetto. When Dolly the sheep was retired from science, she went to live at Dollywood. And she went on to, like, live out the rest of her days, like, grazing in a pasture in Dollywood. And that is the best thing I've ever heard. Fucking great. How do you retire from science? Because I've got to find the form <laughs> for Michael. Yeah, so exactly. I used that exact verbiage when I was telling that to Jonah earlier. And he was like, did the sheep work there? And I was like, I'm keeping that as is then. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. She just, like... Punches a time card, last day. It's like, well, time for me to go now. Puts on an old bowler cap and just a jacket and walks right out. No, well, based on Jesus Christ, my jokes aren't crazy at all. I was <laughs> like, uh, based on your story, Michael, the sheep actually took part in the hashtag Me Too movement. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, and I would say, you know, Dolly did retire from science, and she definitely did a lot more than Michael in a short amount of time, so maybe you should consider retiring, Michael. It's not hard. It's not hard to do more than me in science. (laughs) I'll just say that. But how, Michael? You have so many books. (laughs) None of these are mine. (laughs) He can't read. I bought them, and I look smart. Hey, he's look like he got fucking pictures in him. (laughs) I am a professor at a degree-granting institution. I have to have books. Does I feel it? like we've been so slap happy this hour that we haven't even tried outside of Shane grabbing the the Baptist live. Well, you tried once, John. You know when he said that is th- definitely that not very bullshit. <laughs> that wasn't a guess. That was an affirmation. <laughs> That's what he does in the mirror every morning. This is definitely not bullshit. <laughs> that is where you're incorrect. <laughs> I am definitely bullshit let's do it not today dolly earlier <laughs> earlier when we were complimenting our possum like friend that's how i affirm myself in the mirror. like what's up you little trash eating possum oh. bitch <laughs> <laughs> Give you little dark circles under the eyes looking motherfucker <laughs> oh my god so that is a uh, dolly parton philanthropy in a nutshell mm. And that just kind of like scratches the surface. Like this woman has had the most amazing life, an incredible career. She's been married for 54 years to the same man. Like, I feel like she could have like a sitcom, like a 30 minute sitcom with all of her different works as an episode. Hello, Dolly. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Dolly. (laughs) 
I love Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> Dolly Lama. I'm, can I interest you in 9 to 5, the movie? I have seen 9 to 5, the what movie. What is 9 to 5, the movie? You're Go obviously on, Shane. not a child of the 80s. Miss <laughs> Dolly Shane. Parton is working 9 to 5. Oh, okay. It's a fairly simple premise. Oh. And she even wrote songs for the soundtrack, which are delightful. And then Jane Fonda is also in that movie. Mm. Um, What is the name of the other actress? But they actually, they're talking about doing like a revival situation with the three of them, which is just amazing. She was in a movie with Lily Tomlin as well. Lily Tomlin is in that movie. That's who it is. Yes, that's the one. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I... They're fantastic. Comedic timing for Dolly Parton is actually one of her most exquisite gifts, and I am not saying this to set up a joke. She has phenomenal timing as far as delivering a punchline. In that movie, it is a tour de force performance, uh, rivaled only by her performance in The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. (laughs) Oh, man. For once, I'm the Michael here. I've never seen these things. And I was like, "Is is this real life? Like what? What are these things? Well, you know, I was. So I will check them out. I was thirty three when they came out, so it's. Uh, I've had a lot of time to to ruminate and contemplate them in the intervening forty years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, I have a couple stabs. Okay. Yes. Is please. is paying for the baby with cornmeal bullshit? It's not oh. bullshit. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, she that actually she told the story in an interview. She was born um actually at the church for some reason. Like they were there and mom went into labor. And so the pastor was a doctor and he delivered the baby and then they were like, I got cornmeal. It's better than what they gave Harlan Sanders for that baby up on the, the <laughs> overpass. So <laughs> oh, no. He was just made a colonel. Um, and also Just a delicious ear of corn. <laughs> how, uh, w- were there actually 12 children in her family? There were. Okay. Damn, and in fact, I thought nine for me was fucking tough. 12 was bullshit. It's a lot. And her mom, so they were as a set of twins. So it was 11 pregnancies before she was 34, I think uh, is what it said. So she so was hardcore. just always pregnant. Oh, yeah. Huh. <sighs> Yowza. What else you got for me? I'm I'm running over know. things I, in my I'm brain. Fucking shit! <laughs> I'm here. That's about as much. I'm as so I disappointed that John and Michael aren't, you know, Dolly aficionados. Here? I think John's I mean, sitting high on the hog of like I presented last week. <laughs> I, really I don't am. have to I'm do shit like, for three months. <laughs> hey, you know what? Not to get off topic here, I have oh, no. like three paragraphs written for for another topic already. Holy shit! Who are you? Hold You're on. not John. Bullshit. And then the reason why I probably seem a little slap happy and like giddy about it is because I'm like, oh, I don't have to finish my script with five hours to go before I meet you guys. I can actually have it prepared like a month in, a- in advance because that's how many people are in our show, and that can. Yeah. So anyway, well, I'm I'm glad that our heavy lifting has finally facilitated you existing in the realm that you would like to become accustomed to. If you would like to talk to Becky about our marriage and the similarities, (laughs) uh, feel free. I don't need another reason to die, John. (laughs) Nora, what were the other lies? (laughs) So Shane caught the first one. Um, She did not grow up Baptist. Uh, She grew up in the Church of God. Um, I told you that when she was 13, um, she had met Roy. 
and I'm not going to read the last name again because it's wrong. Yarmanson. Yeah. (laughs) Yarman. That's not true. Um, He actually was neighbors with the person that she had met at 13, which was Johnny Cash. I hate you and everything you stand for. (laughs) What do you stand for? Why? I love Johnny Cash, and the fact that I didn't know this uh, offends me to my core. Just watch Walk the Line again. You'll feel fine. (laughs) Johnny Cash ain't a... Woohoo! Ah, fuck. <laughs> You're gonna have to cut that, Michael. I'm sorry. I'll even give you a snap. Oh my god. <laughs> I love Joaquin Man. Phoenix. He's fantastic. I'm just gonna work. Leave that glossing in. over that. <laughs> no, no, we can do old school just woohoo. Just uh just old school that. Yeah, take that one. Yeah, there you go. That sounds yeah. appropriate to me. I like that effort. Yeah, don't need Reese Withering Heights pretending that she has a personality for two hours to ruin on my life. Yeah, if you wanted that, you could watch Sweet Home Alabama. I can roll tide. Or legally blonde. <laughs> Hello. Was it Sweet Home Alabama? Is yeah. that the movie? Uh-huh. Okay. I would prefer illegally blonde, thank you. Uh, yes, uh it's pretty explicit. Or I could just go watch Fear again and watch Mark Wahlberg try to uh, you know, molest and murder her. Oh my right. god. Well, okay then. <laughs> okay. Uh Tangents. the next uh, the next, <laughs> the next lie. Um, so I told you that Dolly debuted uh, with a country song that she had wrote called "Dumb Blonde." Uh, that was one of the only songs that she did not write. Um, that <gasps> song was composed wow. by uh, Curly Putnam. Um, and during this era, she had written every single. She'd written over three thousand songs in her career, and "Dumb Blonde" was not one of them. Uh, come again. Who wrote that? That was uh, Curly Putman. Curly Putman. Uh huh. That's that your stage my, name, right? My new. <laughs> if I'm going to go on the full cabaret, <laughs> I shall now be dubbed Curly Putman. Duly noted. We'll have to update the Cumslinger uh, <laughs> titles there. <laughs> and then my last lie, uh, which is a, a cheap thought, a cheap shot, but I thought you guys might catch it. Uh, but with all the countries that are involved in her reading program. They all spoke English, except one. That program is not available in Mexico. You had touched us so deeply, and somehow you think we're going to call bullshit on anything associated with that beautiful program. Not the children. (laughs) Anything but the children. Well done. That's all I got for you. Insidious, you... Fantastic. I, I was I engrossed the entire time. I was just gross, <laughs> and I apologize. That's I not different. In. Yeah, I've seen you handling your feet again. Uh, yeah, I was definitely giving myself some feet fives. Toe Jamowski sure. over here. He's <laughs> just like, that was a nice joke there. Feet five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael, you finally that. caught one. Oh, You're no. on face. Yeah, if, you, if you ever hear these noises, I'm not jacking it. That's just my feet. <laughs> Are you literally just sitting there, like, clapping your feet together? No, like... I have my hands here, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, I, I can't see him, and neither I'm, can the I'm listener. Sorry. I'm sorry, you're not, you're not... I'm not an idiot, I'm just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there yeah. I go. I had one, That that's all I... I'm that's done. I so, uh, how's, uh, how's everyone <laughs> today? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had a, a really, really scary 
every. Uh, he was just work. kidding. No one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm Michael, and we're out of here. No, please uh, regale us with tales from behind the bar. Shane's already heard this one. No, we had someone walk in late night on Saturday because Friday Saturdays were open until two. Um, and super late night, this dude walks in. And he had what I described to Shane as, like, not the fun kind of tattoos covering his whole body, but, like, the... Uh, the, the ones uh, you take the uh, the cap yeah. off of a pen and uh, dip it in some moldering juice that has been just laying dormant in the corner yeah, the of a cell of, somewhere. What do, they, what do they call uh, what do they call prison hitch? Isn't it a pruno? Oh, yeah, pruno. You get, you get fucked up on some pruno. I thought they call it biscuit. Down. Yeah, whatever they call it. But he walks in, and he's eccentric, but he's not. He's like sticking to himself, and that's all well and fine. There's one of our female regulars. Uh, they're talking to a dude, and suddenly I get called into the back, like maybe like thirty minutes into this. And my coworker's like, "Look at the cameras!" And I look up at the camera, and the dude is straight up jacking off, like <gasps> hand down the pants, fucking jerking it. Um, and the entire time he's there, like he's like lifting his shirt up so you can see his tattoos and stuff. And it got really uncomfortable and neither of us were cozy having the conversation with him because we couldn't tell like you know what he had with him yeah. so we had to call the cops we had to wait i escorted the chick out to her car by taking her out through our back private lot so like he couldn't see i like that, that you were she was leaving like decently endearing yourself to feminists everywhere until you're like so i took the chick out <laughs> oh no i mean you were, dude you were making such great strides that wasn't derogatory we know that wasn't derogatory <laughs> Um, but yeah, just one of those scary moments. And then after he realized that she had gone and there was another, uh, uh, cute gal in there, she left too. And he's like, quote, guess I'm out of here. But he's like standing at his car, smoking cigarettes, looking down the road as we're waiting for the cops to show up. Um, and he's shirtless at this point. And even though the garage doors are shut and I know that he can't see us looking at him, it was like one of those like meeting pure evil moments where you could like, I could see that he was making contact with my eyes. Uh, from the parking lot um and it was one of the scariest things that's ever happened and he bounced before the cops even showed up uh, but but we know where you live logan and we really don't appreciate you behaving that way in public and i don't think you're allowed to be in our band anymore i Oof. agree i think that's the final straw i'm really disgusted um, with you in in a case of like i wasn't just like profiling him because he had rough looking tattoos um he was a fucking moron and he paid with his card so we had his first and last name because we're obviously we're filing reports because we have everything you need to do yeah. that um like video well yeah well <laughs> they looked him up and guess who had been serving eight years uh prior to jerking off in my bar <laughs> was it Again. for being a sex offender i didn't get those details because i was already rattled like oh, I if went, you know I, his I, name I you can like look it up yeah, I can. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. I slept like four hours that that night because I just couldn't stop thinking about it. It was fucked up. Yeah, these are tumultuous um, times we exist in. That reminds yeah. me so much of a story that Jonah told me recently from his job. <laughs> Is it a transient? No, this was a paying customer who they had brought their dog into the restaurant, and they if, he was like, "Hey, like, is that a service animal?" And the dude was like, "No," and he was like you can't have the dog in here. And so the dude was like, whatever. And so the dude had the dog over at the table. And so Jonah goes over the table and the dude's just watching porn on his phone in the middle of the dining room. (laughs) And he looks up at Jonah and like throws his phone because he was caught. And then he was like, yeah, man, you should probably go. 
He was, I watched it for the plot. I watched it for the plot. <laughs> uh, why was the dog with him whilst he was viewing adult well, material? <laughs> don't ask the, the question. Yet. Too. And that's the crazy don't part. ask if you don't want the answer. Try and do a, a doggy. It was a French bulldog, so that's like a $3,000 like purebred dog that Jonah's describing. And I'm like, what is this man's life? I have and so many more questions. <laughs> He's going to jail. <laughs> Logan, so, you really yeah. have to behave better in public. <laughs> Damn hey, it, Logan. I'll text, your, I'll, text, I'll text Jonah, but I, I didn't follow up with him. I feel like him and I could have had a nice chat about both of these experiences. Oh, over my here this God. Week. I guess it's not too late, but it's yeah. not safe to be out in public anymore. People, stay I know home. People are getting fucking wild. If you're not familiar about like the, how the seasons for industry workers go, like we're about we're just about to start getting into season again, and yep. I am fucking terrified. I feel like this is going to be breathtakingly fucked as far as how many dumb people are going to be out and trying oh, to. Well, themselves. I mean, also, God yeah, consider right. that everybody had been on lockdown, and so this oh. is when the whirling dervish of absolute asinine <laughs> idiots is just going to reach peak vibrational moments. And this is where all the lunatics have finally shaken free of the confines of their homes or whatever asylums they had been in. Oh, and yeah. And they're back in the world in rotation again. Yeah. And back I'm back on the escalator. Yeah. Just really looking forward to how this is all going to shake out. Pardon the pun. And, and everyone here is going to hear about it because <laughs> it's free content at that point. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. If I had a nickel for every time I had to interrupt someone's jerk fest in the course of my duties, uh, no. I could have retired a while. Oh, yeah. I actually had one in August. Uh, of last year, right when we reopened, uh, there it was an individual that I had to eye from the second floor and float around because I'd gotten a report that he was watching inappropriate materials. And that was it is just I was told that you know he was watching inappropriate materials. So I floated up and thankfully I have a tiered building. So I just hung out on the second floor and got a bird's eye view. And he was just alt tabbing in and out of Pornhub. And the that was not bad enough because then he's wearing a fanny pack. And uh, he no, he was moving it over in front of the crotch so that he could Ah. then slide his hands down off the keyboard. And yeah, so I had to go and politely ask him to discontinue that practice and get the fuck out of my building. But if you can't use the free Internet for that, what is it good for? America. Yeah. And Shane, I. I feel like this is probably unique to you and I, especially to you, not to, you know, put more age not on you. Not to I, but to you. Um, <laughs> but I felt, you, I but... felt creative back in the day, like in elementary school when I'd bring my Walkman and then I cut a hole in my, the, the pouch of my hoodie so I could route the, uh, the ear fo- or the, the headphones through underneath my sweatshirt up my sleeve so that I could, you know, put, put it up to my ear and mm-hmm. pretend that I was sleeping, but listen to music the entire class. Right. It's not where I thought that was going at all. (laughs) Or, you know, the times you would go to the movie theater, grab that big popcorn bucket. Dick, dick in it, dick in it, dick in it. Extra butter? After I'm done. Yeah, that's where John got the nickname Salty Dick. (laughs) Oh, guys. Also, RIP Alamo Draft House. I don't know if I told you guys this. They're dead. Yeah, it's now Majestic Theaters. Yeah, Yeah, but they're, they're dead. 
How? Because it's Alamo everywhere else. It's okay. just that the people that franchised it out here in Arizona have, you know, they sued Alamo to break out of their contract to do their own thing, which makes sense probably in financially in that context for them or whatever their deal was. So, yeah, like you guys are saying, they're rebranding as their own thing, and they said they're going to stay faithful to the concept, but it's not going to be Alamo. So so why the fuck go, do but... I care? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's where we once saw Dr. Sleep. We had good times. No, that's right? what I'm saying is like if you're not an Alamo draft house, I have no interest in your wares, right. friends. Do you think I'm going to be able to drag you guys from across town for Majestic Theaters? You're out of your fucking Only if mind. Jim Carrey's Majestic still in it. Phoenix. Oh, so oh, even more pretentious. Great. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, listen, I'm hipster as hell. I can only be bothered <laughs> to get up for the things that are, you know, Texas-based. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess maybe I can't fault him for wanting to separate from Texas now. Speaking of which, uh, discussing uh, former topics on this show, not to deviate too wildly, but God bless the satanic temple, and I'm sure Amen. that's a phrase yes. that does not hey. get wielded very often, but uh, they are fighting the good fight, and I am so thrilled to see every update and post that they throw in regarding should... the Texas abortion decision, and uh, I'm yeah. elated for that. We should... Uh, we should... Well, one, I want to re-listen, but we should share reshare that episode on the socials just uh, yeah to support. Did you hear that they're going about it in another in and in also a separate new way as well? They're trying to sue to uh, or not sue, I guess they're they're petitioning the FDA to allow different uh, first trimester uh, abortion pills to be distributed freely to members of the Satanic Temple. Oh, okay. And they're citing. Um, I can't remember the exact details off the top of my head, but they're citing a previous case where uh, certain Native American tribes were granted the use of peyote, mm -hmm. which is a class one uh, drug, which is the big no-no drug. Uh, they were uh, granted, <laughs> they were granted free use of peyote. Yes, the hand gestures, the big no-no drug. <laughs> big no-no um, drug. They were, they were granted the new new no-no drug. The new new no-no <laughs> no. class one class one one. Anyway, die, die. they were granted the use of peyote for their religious uh, rituals, mm -hmm. uh, even though it is heavily regulated and banned. Uh, they're using that as a previous like a case uh, to try and allow uh, members of the Satanic Temple to uh, have free access to first trimester abortion. I couldn't pronounce the two drugs if I wanted to. But they're also trying to petition and do that as well, in addition to fighting the good fight in Texas. So it's awesome. I fucking love it. If there is anything I abhor more than hypocrisy, yeah, I, it doesn't readily spring to mind. And so these are the instances where my hackles get up is when we talk oh, about yeah. freedom of religion in this country, as long as it's the right one. Yep. And right. yeah, we've chronicled this between the flying spaghetti monster and the satanic temple and any number of little sort of nomenclature religions that have popped up decrying the way that Christianity comports itself, particularly in this country, which is yep. sort of the, the issue that we brush up against more often than not. Oh, yeah. So I just felt like it was uh, worth discussing because we are oh, all yeah. in, in firm support of this. And uh, I there is a T Fury shirt that I want to get just for the joy of tickling my own taint here from time to time. But it's got the Satan loves me no matter what, which uh, made me very happy. That's and then there's fantastic. another like children's uh, activity book, which is Let's I Conjure Demons. Ones. Oh, I love those. <laughs> those which so made cute. me very happy. 
And I'll add, too, for anybody who thinks, like, that's a Texas problem, there is currently someone who's getting ready to run for governor in Arizona named Carrie Lake, who Mm. tweeted that she would immediately sign this into our laws here in Arizona. So, Oh, yeah, she's not a person. She's an anchor. Yeah. So when election season comes around, friends. Vote. Midterms are important, too. Be informed. Don't be disinformed. Listen to us. <laughs> don't but be don't like us, us. But listen to us. Look, we're and not for, all stupid wait. all the time. We're not going to tell you well, how to vote, but we are going to tell you to fucking research before you vote. And uh, for the dyslexic amongst you, veto. Yeah, <laughs> veto. Or if you're if you're Michael Vado. <laughs> hey, no, actually, it's uh, veto. Corleone. <laughs> so I'm schmat. <laughs> I'm working on an episode where I basically tell you guys lies about the Disinformed podcast. I think I told Shayna Michael I, about this. I am elated yes. to catch and this. And do you know what the first mispronounced word was on this show? My no. name. Because this cracked me up. <laughs> oh, shit. Michael said banjo wrong. That was what? the first. <laughs> How the fuck so, did I say it? Just, we're, we're on <laughs> Don't I said don't give, banjo? Don't give too much away. <laughs> oh, I won't. I just that uh, tidbit is just want, so good. You can do that as a traditional episode, or uh, if we want to have a couple in the chamber, like Shane's mentioned in the past. Um, especially if you can give me timestamps of the episode as your sources, we could make like a clip show for uh, you know a, a catch up on on everything that's happened, uh, and start with the mispronunciations, and I would go through and I, I could edit that for it. For us, I would I would like that. That'd be fun. That'd yeah, be super fun. Yeah. It'd be just like the volume adjustment that you did. Michael never <laughs> sent it. Oh, I did. Sure did. I said it was in the drive, Mister Sir. I didn't have a text. From it you. was sent to the group. Um. Hey, by the way, did you uh did you really vet your answers on that psychopath test, Mister? Uh, nothing's ever my yeah, fault. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh and we're devolving yet again but uh i'm i'm fully prepared and uh absolutely engaged with the idea of the disinformed season one it's going to be fantastic uh and i'm going to apologize up front because we're going to get very incendiary next week with my topic and uh, yeah this is the one that i have said to the crew here as we're recording this is the closest i'm ever going to get to doing a last pod episode cringeworthy details and all so brace for impact friends there's going to be a lot of discussion about murder and uh, abhorrent human behavior so gotta get gotta get ready excellent i'm ready fuck me up buttercup indeed Well, uh, thank you all for being here as per usual. We've got uh, new episodes winging your way every marvelous Monday morning, so be sure that you subscribe, and if you dig what we do, rate and review, because we would love to hear from you. Of course, we occasionally pop up on YouTube as well, so you should go subscribe there also. And if you're curious how to find these things, along with our socials, there is a link tree in the show notes that you can click that will take you to a den of delights heretofore unexplored because our numbers would certify that statement but uh, I hope that you all continue to come back and uh, thank you all for going on the now uh, music themed season 3 since it seems to be the way that we are going I'm very tickled by the volume of music talk we have here yeah I think it's only a matter of time 
uh, and rhythm. Maybe. Yeah. Occasionally. Well, I believe that is going to wrap it up like the press of a warm breast around your skull. So for Disinformed this week and all the sheep-loving fun you can handle, I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. And I'm dead. I'm Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) Zippity-zoop, we're out of here. Try that again. Uh, like you uh, have a like you like you have, mean it from have, the gut. Yeah, say it like you got a sheep backed up against a cliff. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't get it. It can't get away. <laughs> Zippity zoop, we're out of here. <laughs>